Explore the nether regions of space with boldly boinking. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between. It's another edition of Boldly Boinking. I am. It's a very special edition. It's sorry, not to cut you off there. It is a very special edition. It's our last episode of season one. Yeah, I know. Crazy. We made it through a whole season, An folks. entire season. You have listened to us talk about sex and aliens for a whole season. I, I commend you on your Congrats. fortitude and thanks, resilience. Thanks for thanks for uh, sticking with us. Yeah. Thanks for having that stamina to keep up with us. And uh, we will have a toast to you guys uh, right now, because yeah. in honor of the Cheers. final season, we're going to have some can we Can we make a clinking noise, do you think? Um, I feel like I don't, it's too far away. I think it's too far away. <laughs> Clink. Clink. <laughs> And I'm Alexa, just to throw it out there. Now, what might be interest to you is have watching a triple drink wine is actually quite an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mostly just open up the one hole that I have, and, and then I of, just pour it in. Yeah, just jumps. It's dives just, right we in just there. have a one multifunction hole. Um, it goes in and out, mm. entry and exit. That must be awkward for like. For what? I don't know, like post-sex snacks. Yeah, I mean, you you gotta you gotta post sex cigarette. You, you know, gotta, you gotta clean off afterwards. It's I a, mean, yeah, you gotta clean off a bit. You gotta you gotta space it out a bit. Make yeah. sure that there's no confusion about like in or out. Yeah, right? yeah, um, it, it requires a lot of timing. A lot it, of uh, it's it's really one of those things that I don't know how to pronounce the word. The cloaca cloaca cloaca. I think you're the only person I've ever met that knows how to pronounce that. <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong. No, but I think I think that's right. Yeah, cloaca, because that's how it's spelled. That's how it's spelled. Yeah. yeah. Look at you. This, ah. is, this is why we're friends. Yeah, you can there you go. Pronounce the name I can just throw of out my cl- one hole. I can throw out cloaca like nobody's business. And I mean, if if what else are friendships based on? <laughs> I mean, really, if you really narrow it down, yeah, nothing. It's all no. about anything like that. It's all about your holes. Exactly. It's always all about our holes and what they're defined as. <laughs> so, welcome, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this will be our last one for a bit, but we'll be back. We will be back. We will be back. We we'll, will definitely be back for season two. We'll be coming at you before you're even ready. Before even <laughs> before you before you've even gotten back off the floor from the yeah. first season, we'll be coming at you for a yeah. second one. Just all up in your face. <laughs> and today, we will be talking about one of the truly impressive episodes of TNG uh Sub Rosa season 7 episode 14 right near the end in honor though of this lovely lady yeah. getting her bang on yeah. do you know what we have to do what do we have to do oh yes before we talk about one lady getting her bang on let's do the last check in of our main lady getting her bang on or not Janeway Bangwatch what are we at? I believe I we're on. We I believe we're season at epi- one. season one, episode nine. Episode nine. Yep. Well, we're at season one, episode nine, folks. Yep. And, and verdict drum is roll. no banging. No banging. Negative. I like how you called that. I like how like you were able to predict what I was gonna say. I know. It's, it's like it's almost like you can tell the future. It's 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 like yeah. I just it's like I just know. It's like you just know. Congrats. I mean, not everyone has that. Like it's like it's like you have ESPN or something. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, I watch a lot of sports. Thank you. <laughs> you. You know that you know that reference, right? Yeah, that's okay, okay, um, okay, 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 that's okay. I forget exactly which film. Mean Girls. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah. you have ESPN. It's like I have ESPN. Something. Uh... And then her ability to tell when it's raining. Yeah, her boobs. <laughs> um... <It's your> name. <laughs> yeah, that's a great film. <laughs> Oh, I gotta uh, watch that again. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, Janeway has gone through a whole season of our podcast, yep. Sans Bang. Sans Bang, a complete lack no, of bang. No filling up of her holes. Nope. Her, sure. <laughs> her satisfaction is still 40,000 light years away. I know. I know. And actually, that's very accurate because uh, she's still at this point like keeping it. She's still on keeping it on that, lockdown. For that late, for that, uh, not lady, for that. Well, it would be ironic if there was a lady, but no, it's a dude. Yeah, the dude, Her the fiance. fiance. Yeah, yeah, the fiance. All right. Well, um, with that done. But yeah, we're gonna talk let's about get to it. TNG Sub Rosa, in which. So before you you explain, you give the little like summary that you gave me. So yeah. when you gave me that summary. I was not expecting this episode. I actually quite liked this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's also, I don't know if I've seen any of the later episodes of TNG, to be honest. Mm. Um, but it actually, I was expecting it to be a lot more like the Troy episode. Yeah. Like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah like ridiculous. But it actually, uh, it wasn't like it was pretty well thought out. Well, it's a, it's a, it, it's their attempt at a, I've described it as a Harlequin romance ghost story. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yep. Yeah, but all right. Give the give the little like one minute or elevator pitch. Okay, one summary. minute. One minute. Um, in space, Scotland, Troy and uh, Beverly are down on a planet. Beverly's grandmother has died. They discover she had a lover. And Picard. And uh, Mr. Picard, is, Picard there is there too. Picard has some lovely walk and talks, which are tangentially related to the story. He's also there supporting Beverly. Exactly. He's yeah. The, yeah he's there as a friend. He's there as a friend for her he's grandma's funeral. He's there friend. as a friend. Just a friend. Yeah. Mm. Well, we'll see how that plays out. Mm. But suffice to say, we discover that all of Crusher's female members of her family have had a space ghost that they bang from well, time to first time. First, we find out that they had a lamp. Yeah, they have a yeah, they have a magic <laughs> lamp, which contains a space ghost. And we don't learn that it's magic. We just learn that they always keep it lit. Yeah, but it looks kind of like a magic lamp. It does look like a magic lamp. Yeah. Yeah, they keep the lamp lit. And they're also on a planet that's a colony that was made to look exactly like it's the Scottish Highlands. It's Space Scotland. Yeah. It's there. They live on. Yeah. They they're from Space Scotland. Well, they're from Scotland, and then they they moved to Space Scotland. They're so adventurous that then they moved to space and yeah, went to Scotland again. Like, yeah, yeah. They're like, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. Of all of all the places in space we could move, let's move to the place that was built to look exactly like where we left from. Speaking of Scotland, and let's just play deep on the the stereotypes and alienate uh, our many many Scottish listeners because I know you're out there, folks. We're sorry. Um, no, uh, her hair in this episode is gorgeous. She's she's really she's really hot in this episode. She, but uh, yeah, she's very very attractive. And, but and but her, she, hair but her hair is really is, intense. Well, but her color, the color of it was just I. It was you very rarely see. You often yeah. see Troy outside of her uniform doing like casual things and such. You almost never see Beverly do that. So whenever you do see it, it's even more like, oh yeah, like you know, she's got the whole rocking thing going. She's rocking the hair. She's rocking to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, use just in the nature of the stories that Star Trek has means you see her in that position much less than you do Troy. You're much yeah. more used to seeing Troy like that than her. Fair enough. Um, yeah, no, I just I was very struck by 
Whoever did the coloring on her hair in this episode was just it was it was gorgeous. Well, I mean, you got to bring it out and make it as red as possible if it's an is, a s- episode based on space Scotland. Well, right? not just based on, based on that, but like they really play up that all of the women in her family had that hair yeah. and also the, the, there's an eye thing that we have to get to that I have questions about. Okay, I mean, but, I think I think I know what the eye thing is getting at there, right? Well, no, but my question was just she changes the color of her eyes. How? She doesn't change the color of her eyes. No, she does. She does. Oh, oh yeah, because Picard says, "Have you changed the color and of your eyes?" And her eyes are different because I saw, I noticed later on that they change back. Okay, her eyes are, but no, her, she hasn't changed the color of her eyes. As the implication is, as Ronan inhabits oh. them, their eyes get greener and greener. Oh, and that's why I didn't pick up on that because because the conversation was he said you've changed the color of her eyes and she was like yeah I like it and I, I was like do they have technology to just change the color of their eyes? I think what's happened here is it seems as though they do have the technology to change the color of their eyes, but that's not what has happened. What's no, happened yeah. is as he inhabits them, yeah. their eyes go green, just like because huh. he's the green amorphous cloud. He's as this that makes. Sense. And it demonstrates, like, his sort of hold on them as he continues okay. to get further in. Because I was just taken very back that they have that technology. Because I feel like we don't hear about that anywhere else in Star Trek. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, it's not really something that comes up. But, man, we almost have that technology now. You, can, you can't change it once you're born, but you can start to select for chromosomes for eye color for babies before they're born. That's yeah. already something we can almost do. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if by then I mean, they can change yeah. the color of their eyes. No, I know, I know. It's just, it, it, like, there's lots of sci-fi that you read that that is a big part of, of like, the universe that they build is the ability yeah. to change, like, what you look like. But Star Trek has never done that. That's why I was Well, they're never, they're never really interested in it, I guess. It's not really a thing that they ever bring up. Yeah, but, I'm, now I'm just trying to think if there is, but... Yeah, yeah. I can't think of any. Yeah. Well, I feel like uh, we should just tackle this point by point, because yep. going through... There's just a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Oh, oh, my joke! Okay, Can I yeah, tell you my yeah, joke? Yes, my, I have a very special joke specifically for this episode. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. What do you call a ghost's erection? What do you call a ghost's erection? A booner. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. There we go. Thank you, folks. Good night. We'll be here oh, all week. Oh, it makes me so happy. We'll be here all week. It makes me so happy. <laughs> I'm so, I, I like stumbled upon that, and I wasn't even looking for this, and then I realized like That's this perfect. afternoon that it's perfect. That's perfect. Um, cause cause Crusher encounters some booners. Well, and she gets her own lady boner. Okay, so all right, let's <laughs> let, let, let's get into it. Okay, let's get all in. right. So, can we can we before we? There's a couple of things that happen right at the start. Yeah. Just before, I love the Picard and Beverly like back and forth at the start, where he's like he's like the Howard women seem to have an the exceptionally like, have high an exceptional, libido. Yeah, I, I wanted to get there. So <laughs> then, yeah, they're walking. Crusher drops the bomb on him. He's like, you know, I mean, I wish I was as intense as my grandma. Hundred year old grandma had grandma. a thirty four year old lover. And yeah, and Picard. Card's response to that is is he looks her like right in the eyes like well the Howard women must have a seriously high libido and you're like damn right Picard absolutely yeah. and and then what, and then when she goes into her corridor he has like a moment where he looks at the camera he and he's like a little himself. fluttered yeah he's like thirties like, yeah a man in his thirties I loved everything about Picard in this episode he yeah was great Picard was hilarious yeah and I, I liked his whole like um even before that right after the funeral. He walks off with the governor, who's like an alien. He's got a funny nose. And they just, 
He just has a chat. Like, Ricard's yeah. like, yeah, you know, how's it going, man? Like, you know, it's good. Yeah, I want to tour around the grounds. This is all great. Like, sure, we'll help you fix your weathered whatever. I don't yeah. get care. Like, I'm Picard. I'm relaxed. It's like it's the end of my tenure. I'm good. Yeah. He makes some nice jokes. He's like, hi, you're clearly not Scottish because, you know, you're an alien and you got the weird shit in your face. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then goes up and has a brilliant conversation with yeah. Beverly about libido. Are they banging at this point in the series? I don't know if it's ever established if they do or not. I think it's always under it's always understood that Picard's got a bit of a thing. They have a bit of a thing for each other, but I cannot recall if they ever actually act on it or not. Huh. I feel like if they do, we should definitely address that. Season yeah. two. Yeah. Come back, folks. Come to back, hear folks. We were going to. Whether Picard and, and Beverly really get, get it on. It on. We're going to look into this. Squeak, squeak, I... squeak, squeak. <laughs> or it's more, it's like the door noise is like. You know? <laughs> I wonder if their beds squeak in space. Probably not. Probably not. It, it looks like it's it not looks like really solid, their eh? beds look like they're just directly attached to the floor. It doesn't look like there's well, like a frame like, or anything. Even if it's directly attached to the floor, there could be squeaking noises. Yeah, but they, I, I, they probably don't have like springs or anything. Besides, you could always just turn the gravity off in your room and then I no think squeaking. fucking no gravity would be hard. Uh, I mean, I think anecdotally astronauts have tried it. Have and, they? Uh, apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, why, at some point, someone has to have tried it. Oh, yeah. Astronauts have tried it. And apparently, it can be difficult, but also very fun. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there's some interesting positions that you can get I into. mean, yeah. But you would have to be braced, because you'd have to be able to, like, like push on something to pull. Well, like, not necessarily. you know what I mean? Not necessarily. Because as long as you're close to each other, you can literally... Because you, you, you weigh nothing. Other? You could just... You, uh, you know, oh, like you could yeah. literally just push each other off because you don't weigh anything. There's, there's nothing that like. See, see folks, this is why Star Trek has let all of us down is that yeah. they haven't properly educated us on what space sex is like. A zero it's gravity all, fucking. It's all implied, but yep. at no point have they told us the mechanics of it. Yeah. Star Trek Discovery should go over this. I wonder if they do. I haven't watched. I know we it. haven't watched that. Come back, folks, and <laughs> maybe we'll watch Star Trek Discovery, and we'll find out if they tell it that he just had a fucking space. Zero gravity banging. Yeah. But suffice to say, our actual astronauts have intrepidly, intrepidly tried this out already, and yeah, apparently it's it's definitely doable. Now I just want to go home and look that up. Like, <laughs> that sounds real creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but I probably will actually go home and, and look, look up up. I mean, like their their accounts of it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, also they're up there for so long. I mean, of course, How... I, I I can't fault them on that. Now I'm just wondering, has it like has it only been like dude on like dude on girl that they've tried? Have they tried all of the combinations? Like, are some combinations easier than I don't others? know if there are any gay or bi astronauts. There might be, but they might not be as like open about they, talking about it. Not only that, but they might be. They might like on a mission. There's at most like three or four, maybe five people up there. It's entirely possible that they would, even if they are, they'd be the only one. Yeah, but it's not a huge pool of people to draw no, from. No, but if there's only five of you up there, and maybe some people are experimenting, it's maybe possible. astronauts are just secretly freaky, and they're just not telling us. Maybe I, there's like a secret club that they come back down, and they like they like the yeah. ultimate mile high club. Yeah, the only they are like that the membership is. Super they've got to come up with like a better name than the mile high, like like the thousand mile, the high ten mile, club the, or something. the fifty mile high club, yeah, the hundred the hundred mile high club, the hundred mile high club, yeah. 
I mean, the the other thing I understand though is you have to be very careful because you don't want to get pregnant. No, no, that's or not liquids. The issue. Fluids. Oh yeah. Can get into things. Maybe you could just like wrap a plastic ball around you. You, I and mean, then, you probably, and then, like, and then like catch all of the liquids. You probably could. Uh, the next time Chris Hadfield, our our Canadian astronaut, yeah. is, is speaking somewhere. If anyone yeah, ever gets ask. to see listeners, if anyone ever gets to see Chris yeah. Hadfield speak or something, ask him that. Be like, all right, Chris, so lay it down for us. How do you do it? And like, are any of them like jerking off? Yeah, because if anyone was giving people a mustache ride up there, it's Chris Hadfield. Oh, for sure. He's got a very lovely, luscious mustache. He does indeed. But also jerking off, though. Are they just? Are they not jerking off? Because there are some fluids oh, that come I out of that. I bet they probably are. Yeah. But I bet you they have like a system for it. They to be probably honest. have a bag that yeah. they just put over. Yeah. And you just catch it. Because they seem to have thought through everything. So I'm sure that at some point they were like. To be fair, I think I think I have this perception of astronauts and people in the space program that they just have to think out all of the possibilities. Yeah. That they probably are like inadvertently very sex positive and then they're like this is gonna happen so we have to think we have to figure it out we just need to prepare for it because eventually this is something like no shame i'm sure that at some point they have like a class of like if you need to masturbate this is how you do it and please don't get your juices in our equipment yeah exactly they're just very matter of fact about most things this seems like a very fascinating topic that i want to look more into all right not right now though yeah let's get back let's get back ask an astronaut yeah come yeah Write into us. Let us yep. know. Contact us somewhere. We would love to know. If there's an astronaut listening, A, hey. you're awesome. And yeah. B, let us know. Yeah. Also, hi. Yeah. Thanks, thanks hey. for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> thanks for coming out. You're pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, and if it's Chris Hadfield, that's fantastic. Chris, oh, you're our man. We love your mustache. Yeah. And please <laughs> tell us. Please tell us everything. All right. All right. Let's get back. Yes. Let's, let's get back, get back to into it. Star Trek. So af- after the, co- but after the conversation between Picard and Crusher, we have her first very, a pretty intense sex dream. That's not a, that's not a, just well, a it's sex- not a sex dream. It's in fact a full on sexing. I mean, I mean, we only see the very tiniest amount of it. I can only speak for myself and like conversations i've had with people but i do not think that's what a sex dream is like no like you are not orgasm that hard no i mean it's clearly dream. well it's also not a dream because there He's, is yeah. actually someone there doing something but that's kind of creepy well, he because is, he's he's like essentially, you could argue that he's assaulting her. The ghost she's asleep. is super creepy. He's super he's, creepy. I mean, he's not he's not a positive force no. at all. Which we can get to at the end, but they yeah. do this weird thing where they kind of play that off that maybe he was like that that, that maybe there were some good. I there's like some stuff at the end that I have some comments about. Yeah. Um. But. But yeah, we so, don't we don't see much during the actual dream. Like her her covers get pulled down and a bit of her shoulder gets exposed, and then you hear him say "Beverly" and she wakes up. But gasping, gasping. gasping. But then. With her conversation with Troy the next day, I think she goes back to sleep and some more stuff oh, happens. For sure. Because she starts laying down. Also, okay. <laughs> okay. If I was chatting with a, a friend yep. and they were like, listen, I was reading my grandmother's diary. diary. My, is it grandma or great grandma? It's grandma. grandma. Yep. I was reading my grandma's diary. diary and I came across some really, really? like erotic, erotic entries. Yep. And then it got me real horny. And yep. like, then I got off to it. Yeah. 
my response would not be like, you should go and read two entries next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Troy's just like, <laughs> you need to be getting some more of that diary action. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like, I mean, I don't want to shame anyone, but I just, there's a, there's a function of like it being a family member that is off-putting I mean, yeah, to me. Yeah, this whole episode <laughs> sort of lurking is she's talking all about her grandmother's lover and like the erotic diary and such. And all very well until you really think about the fact that she's talking about her hundred-year-old grandma and her is lover. remarkably blasé about this whole thing. And you're just kind of like, I mean, sure, maybe you've evolved to that point in society, but I don't know about that. Well, and I mean, at a certain point, it becomes very obvious that she is like an addict and it's like a junkie getting a fix. Like, yes. So, okay, so this happens on the on the ship and then she uh, goes down um, she goes to, down to the planet. The planet. Um, there's some weird shit that happens. One of her grandma's friends shows up and is like, you have to get rid of this lamp. He, like, he lives in there. Like, I won't yeah, be responsible. Yeah, the lamp is bad luck. I won't, re I won't be responsible for, like, another one of you, um, like, ruining your life or dying. Um, and then she goes, she goes to the grave. Yeah, she goes to the grave. He's there. She, he, she apologizes to him somewhat. Or he apologizes to her and they she apologizes to him. They have a little chat. He disappears. And then these flowers that her grandma loved... Yeah, just suddenly spontaneously appear. appear on her grave. Yeah, she runs, and also there's a storm. So, the, so the the backstory to this is that at the, there's a storm. There's crazy malfunctions with the weather system. Yeah, TNG loves fucking up the weather station. Yeah, like the weather man, terraforming is just like d dangerous business. Yeah. Well, I guess actually Deep Space Nine as well, because that yeah. was part of that the was part of the whole rise, rise of thing. But so there's a there's a there's a crazy storms that are happening, and so she's in the the cemetery when that picks up, and then yeah. she goes back to the house, and it's full of flowers. Yeah, but important note: crazy green storms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I put it a note of that because I was like, is that a function of the weather system or is that him? That's him. That's for sure him. That's him. Okay. That's definitely him. Okay. That's why this the guy goes to try and shut it down because he's convinced that it's it's him it's the right being. right 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 yeah okay but yeah she goes and has a bit of an evil dead moment she goes into the house the house is also covered in flowers and, and then, then immediately spontaneous orgasms yeah well she, she first of all there's some serious ghost stuff the yeah. mirror starts jumping yeah. off full evil dead she yeah. looks in the mirror she breaks a mirror also. She, well he's behind her she freaks out and drops the she mirror. freaks out and then she starts getting some serious O face. He starts merging like, with like her. She can't function. She can't. Yeah, walk. he keeps. He keeps. She keeps trying to ask who's there and what's going on, and he keeps defeating her with orgasms. Every time she tries Which, to do something, he just hits her with another one. Like, listen, I know that this, like, he's meant to be creepy, but there was also a function in this episode where, like. It wasn't fully addressed the fact that she is essentially saying no and he keeps going. He keeps hitting and her like, with him. And she is enjoying, like, she's having pleasurable sensations, but, like, she, that's not what she wants. She wants mm. to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and kind of against her will, these spontaneous orgasms keep hitting her uh, until essentially she just gives in. She gives into it. She's like, all right, fine. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so I have a couple of notes, and it's just, we already went through this, but, like, ghost-banging all of the women in the same family for hundreds of years is creepy. Yeah. It's creepy as fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's super, super creepy. Super creepy. And also... It's like, I banged a great-great-great-great-great-great-grandma. Beverly the only one that is, like, this is weird? 
like yeah. and she fights it and like I know that the part of the reason why is because like her crewmates start getting threatened and that's yep. what like that's what her snaps her out of it. But at no point in the eight hundred years, because this is eight hundred, like they they name it yeah, as eight hundred years. years. At no point did any of her ancestors. Be like, hey, this dude is claiming to have fucked, like, my mother and or grandma and or, gra-, like, all of the way back. It's weird. I mean, apparently, the sex is literally that good. Well, okay, so this is so this is something that I found interesting about this whole but episode. I, I, is, so a lot of this, though, that's yeah. interesting about, to me is how much they play off love as being chemical. Yeah. well, Because she's addicted. She's addicted. Well, that's it. Part of the reason why they don't, I think none of them have done this, have ever resisted it, is, is that they get it's addicted. very much implied that, yeah, it's it's a complete permutation. It's, it's not even just implied, because there is that scene where he, so he, he merges with her, yeah. gets her on, her on his side, but is like, I can't be away from the, the lamp for very long, it weakens me, and she's like, it's on the, on the ship, like, I'll go get it, and he's like, yeah. no, 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 like, we have to do it this way. Yeah. Because he has to be beamed up on like the he he, he rides the up the beam, beam that they're they're transferring power to the weather station yeah and uh, so she goes up she lights the the candle and there's like a two minute delay and she she's is got full junkie shivers junkie shivers she's got full junkie like crazy yeah yeah um and only is like like relaxed when he shows up yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. then she's... and then gives her another orgasm yeah it's full junkie this is it's... i can't stop without this yeah no, 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 no. like um so but there's like a weird commentary because there's something said at the end of the episode that imply that like her grandmother was happy and like he did care about her or he made yeah. her happy yeah he made her there's happy. some Im- implications that like love is just chemical yeah Based on this. Well, that love is a very scientific thing. That it's yeah. chemical. A it's lot chemical. Of... It's an addiction. Yeah. And like that maybe doesn't matter if, if you're well, happy. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if the impl- uh, she's making that implication. She just went through it. But I, I think they might be trying to say the opposite. That this is the the purely chemical love that they're going through is in the end not. Yes. Is not good. But there but she has some conversations with Troy that are framed in a very like understanding and uh yeah. sympathetic light at the end where they were like, Yeah, this was bad, but in reading more and more of my grandmother's diary, whatever yeah, else he, he was, he made her happy. very happy. As if that's an excuse yeah. for him being very aggressive and dominating and essentially going against people saying no yeah they i mean they yeah it's quite ambiguous about where they're sort of coming down on that line like is it okay like if it's just chemical and you're happy does that that make it okay is that all right as long as you're happy as long as as you're making each other happy and it's just like an addiction is that okay yeah it's a difficult one. They they don't see. This is the thing is that it's I, interesting I was like, that they leave that ambiguous. It's interesting that they don't really come down on one side or the no. other for that. And no, and and that's the thing is that I when I when I went into this episode based on what you <laughs> explained it to me as, yeah. I was definitely expecting like creepy blue eyes. Yeah. Again, but there are some commentaries that they're making in here that are kind of. Uh, interesting takes on love and like what love is whether it's chemical whether it's not whether that's mm-hmm. okay whether it like being addicted to another person if they make you happy is, is okay healthy. yeah whether you can bang your grandmother's lover 
What that's is, not okay. okay. No, no, no. Let's well, draw they, the line. They seem Let's to think that it's okay. Yeah, okay. They so I'm sorry. Okay. We have discovered one of the flaws in Star Trek society. When they're like, ah, it's totally cool to bang your 100-year-old yeah. grandma's lover. No, incorrect, <laughs> Star Trek. That is not okay. Yeah, man, like, I'm just thinking, I love my grandma. My grandma is the best. Yeah. She's one of the best people I don't want to bang anyone. Now, now, like, to be fair, most people's grandma's lovers are not immortal space ghosts. That's true. Well, and also, though, like, there is a function of age, right? Because, like, yeah. if if it would be... Um, how do I say this? If, you're, if your 100-year-old grandma was banging a 34-year-old and mm. then you met the 34-year-old, it, it would be less weird to consider that as an option because you're within the same age range. Until you remember that he was banging a 100-year-old. Listen, I'm not coming down on the, on the side of, like, we should bang our grandmother's lovers. I'm just saying yes, in the, terms like, of, the time, yeah, like, the the time age, frame, it makes sense. The age range. Yeah. And, of course, if you consider it, he's not 34. Four years he's old. He's eight hundred years old and thirty-four years old. Eight hundred and thirty-four years. Also, old. okay, they don't properly explain what he is because he says I was born in um, Glasgow. He was born in Glasgow, Scotland. Yeah, but I, I think. What I does think that mean? I think that's an affectation. I don't think he was born in Glasgow because See, I she, thought... she only comes to the conclusion about what he is as like a parasitical something energy life form at the very end. He is hiding that aspect of himself. He never says that's what he is. He says, I'm a dude who's been in your life the whole time. I don't think he was born in fucking Glasgow. He's some see, kind of energy-based alien. See, I thought he was born, like, uh, sorry, not born in a human sense, but he yeah. came into being in Glasgow and then found this way. Like, that's what I took it to mean. Cause, I mean, cause, possibly. Because the way that he talks about himself, he he is ambiguous in the details of it, but he doesn't actually lie. Like, he says, I, I like I need the lamp to survive. If yeah. I can't do that, I weaken. Yeah. So he's telling all of these truths about himself. He's saying them kind of without, like, the severity attached to it or, like, ambiguously a bit. But he doesn't actually cover it, anything up. It begs the question... Where did he, how did he emerge in 16th century Glasgow? No, I know. And so this was my, I had a question of like, is he actually a spirit that has like become some energy thing? Was he once a human and then he died and then this happened? Was he an alien that I came down? I feel that he's fully energy alien because the idea of Star Trek going possibly a ghost who turned into someone is just a bit too much. I liked that one. I liked. I I thought it was a great. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't think they you would go. Think... I don't think they would go there. I think I mean... the idea that he's an energy alien parasite of some sort is, yeah, that's what they're really looking. Well, at. I mean, if there are aliens out there, and there have always been aliens, there have always there, been for a very long time. Then that would make sense that they might have come to Earth. Yeah, in the some, 16th century. something would show up. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just, it was just a weird thing for him because I was if that is the case. That was the only instance of him outright lying. Because he doesn't actually lie about anything else. Yeah. It's possible that he was created somehow. Like, we don't know how this energy even comes into being in the first place. He could have been, like, yeah. erupted from a solar flare or something like that. Who knows? This is another episode of Star Trek. And, like, I mean, I think this is... I've, I don't think that I've ever, like, 
really examined why I love Star Trek. Yeah. But this could be why I love Star Trek because this is another episode, like the Kess episode, yeah. that would have been really fascinating for them to go in depth, like movie length yes. on this topic. Yeah. Give of the backstory. Where does he come from? Yeah. How does this even happen? And I suspect the more episodes that we watch, the more we're gonna discover this. Yeah. And I mean this is this is why Star Trek is so cool. This is why it's great. Yeah. But it's also why it 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 is also kind of frustrating, right? Because you don't ever get the backstory. You're, you're never going to be able to cover everything. It's just no. impossible. Yeah, and like because it's episodic, you have to. You do have these to come up with something new every time. Well, to I a mean, certain extent. Yeah. Um. But now I just want to know where it came from. Was was yeah? He was he created in Glasgow or not? That is a great. That is an interesting question. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm just taking a look at my notes, and I have two that I, I want to get okay, to. Okay. Okay. Hit me. Fog on the deck. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fog on the bridge. Sorry. Fog on, Fog the, bridge. on the bridge. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> and how blase they all are about it. They're and, all just like, well, there's love... fucking fog on the bridge. And and Data explains it, and then John Luke is like. Fog. Yeah, there's fog. fog. There's fog <laughs> on the deck. There is fog on the deck, guys. And then the next point that I have is just sad Picard. Sad well, Jean-Luc. I, I love that Picard's reaction to fog on the deck is, well, I'd best go get my jacket. <laughs> Picard has zero fucks to give. He's like, fog? I mean, fuck it. I've already been in, like, Robin Hood land. Yeah. I've been in a fog. Yeah. I could deal with fog. No problem. Um, like, now, the, the fog is there because the ghost is there. Yeah, the ghost or is on he's the ship. like he's coming, or I don't know if it's it's that he's there. It's that he has traveled up the beam and like he's affecting the ship, like he's affecting on... like he's affecting on land. He's yeah. affecting the weather, the weather. on land. Well, so inadvertently, it's because he's there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then and then I think right after that we get the scene that it kind of broke my heart. Sad Picard when Sad Beverly Picard, declares that she's gonna leave, where she she resigns her commission yeah. and is like, "I'm gonna live here. I'm gonna be a healer like my grandmother." And then Picard, Picard's like, like, "What the fuck is all this? What the about? fuck?" And like stops her from being beamed down. And yep. she was like, "Unless you're gonna detain me without cause, you can't keep me here." Yeah. And he just has the saddest look yeah, on his face. He looks very disappointed because well, he's he's such a good guy. He's not gonna he's not gonna stop her. No. But he is concerned. He's not going to stop her. But then he talks. And... Yeah. And then he talks to Troy, and he's like, "No, no, 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 no. Something is up here. I'm going down." And then Troy says this amazing thing that again it broke my heart again because she says, "Even if we as friends think that she's making a poor decision, it's her decision to make." Yeah. And it it's it was like a I, again it was one of those moments in this episode where I wasn't expecting it to be like so touching yeah because I think we've all been there right where your friend is making a decision that you think is probably going to end up hurting them yeah not but a you wise can't one. say anything right because what are you going to say you can't, you can't stop control them. someone's life yeah but you, it breaks your heart because you know that it's going to hurt them and you you care about them and yeah. And also, sad Picard is so sad. Well, he just—it make, makes me so sad. I mean, Picard he, he decides to do something about it. He goes down yeah. to check it out. He's like, well, because they end up having to stay a day later because of the fog. Because of the fog, and that well, and also they track down the source. Okay, so very brief point: nice old man that Crusher meets gets killed trying to shut down the weather control system, and they discover that the radiation that saying, killed him... Saying that he's going to kill us yeah, all. Yeah, he's going to kill us all. He's trying to kill us all, and then gets blasted by a green bolt of lightning. And uh, so Data and Jordy find out that the where that energy came from is in the graveyard. And so Picard's like, clearly something weird's going on, and he goes down yeah. to see what's up and goes to see Crusher. Yeah, so he, he goes to see Crusher, and there's a... <laughs> 
there's an intense scene. Yeah. So he knocks on the door. Yep. He calls her name, but she is too she's busy, busy merging. Out. She's busy owing out. She's she is owing out, but she is owing out in a beautiful silk like night dress. Yeah. With like a, a very, very beautiful like cardigan. Hand. Yeah. Like just looking gorgeous. Yeah. Like one like manicured foot up on a pedestal, like O face. And he walks in and he's, and he's just like, whoa, he's whoa. But he also, though, I I kind of loved it because he, he betrays the fact like his feelings for her because he doesn't leave. No, he no. watches. He's a like, I'm bit. sorry if I surprised you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then poor, poor Beverly is is a little bit embarrassed, I think. Yeah. And shook. Yeah. But also she's a, a junkie at this point. Right. Yes. So he cut off her high. Yeah. And so she's upset. She's like, you um, need to get out of here. And he's like, but he's insistent because he, he. And he, he mentions her eye color at this point. Yeah. He he brings up that her eyes have started to go green. And he says, I liked the, the other color. Like, I like. I liked the old Beverly better. Yeah. I like the old. Bev- I like the way the old Beverly. He's acted. so I like sweet. I, yeah. I just. I don't know. I, I guess I haven't seen a ton of Picard be very sweet and like tender towards Beverly. And I'm just like. Lady, Picard's why did, a boss. Why didn't you jump on that? Yeah, because like just pulling at my heartstrings. Picard's man. a boss, and he's like, nah, but yeah, and he knows. Yeah. He's like, okay, let's see this dude. Let's see. Yeah, this he, guy. I would like to meet him. Yeah. I'd like to see him. And, and the then, ghost finally encounters. Yeah, the ghost he finally takes confronts corporeal Picard. form yeah. to come down, and then Beverly is so relieved when he shows up. Yeah. Um, and then Picard asks him questions. He can't even answer like the simplest question. Yeah. Well, cause Picard doesn't buy it. Like he's yeah. like, you know, I'm going to go to the governor and say you're, uh, you're harassing us. And he's like, fine, go. It's like, I bet he doesn't even know who you are. There's something yeah. weird. He knows there's something yeah. he's seen. And then he's like, what yeah. ship did you come on? Yeah. Like very basic questions. Picard's seen too much fucked up shit to be deterred by something so simple. No. He knows. But okay. So this is part of the reason why I love Picard so much yeah. because he is being, he is concerned and like he has his own feelings, but he is giving her space yep. and he has found kind of a legit reason to go as yeah. his, as her friend and like as her, her captain as well, yep. just to like see who this person see what's is. Going on. It's a very reasonable request goes down. This dude is kind of a dick. He's being very aggressive and Picard doesn't escalate it. Like no. there's no threat of like, I'll beat you up for this. No. He's just like asking him He's questions. He's just like, tell me, tell me what's up then. Yeah. Tell me what's going on. Just answer my questions. And there's no, there's no threat of violence or anything. No. This is why I love Picard. Yeah. This is why he is the best. This is why. Picard's a boss. <laughs> this is why Beverly should have jumped on that. And this is why we all love him. And, uh, what's his face? No, no. Well, yeah, we love Riker too. We love all of them. No, um, his friend, his BFF in real life, uh, Ian McKellen. Yeah, the two of them together are great. Yeah, because they 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 give off the same energy. The like kind, sweet, respectful. Yeah, kind, sweet, respectful. Lovely. That are also bosses. Yeah. Yeah, I just just (laughs) that's my. But I haven't I haven't rented very often in the last episodes about the the Riker Picard Chakotay Cisco no but bang but I just have to declare my love for Picard in this moment but you're right that uh, it's a beautiful form of masculinity exactly even now like twenty more than twenty years after like twenty five years after this ended it's a demonstration of a form of masculinity which is not yeah 
brought up enough, but is an excellent one. I mean, no no one can deny Fantastic. There is no one more manly no. than Picard or yeah. Gregor or anyone like that. Yeah. There isn't. There's but there's none. no there's no toxic side to that masculinity. No, there's none. And again, another just I mean, we're in this the season finale. Let's just list some of yep. the, some of the reasons why we love Star Trek and yep. stuff. But one another reasons why why I think I, I have such deep love for Star Trek is that there are problematic parts of it for sure. Absolutely. And there are some fucked up views on women and people and uh, people that are not heterosexual, people that are not white. Like there's there's some fucked up things. A lot of it has to do with the time frame that it was created. Yep. But often as well, they have these beautiful portrayals of dudes. And like we can also talk about the fact that there aren't enough female portrayals in Star Trek for yep. sure. But part of the reason why it still appeals to ladies is that they have some wonderful depictions of ma- masculinity that are not aggressive and toxic. Yes. Are not obnoxious. That are are genuinely and respectful. Genuinely respectful and, and are more powerful than any of that. Yeah. Again, there's no... There- it's like Riker with creepy blue eyes where he was yeah. like, yeah, I'm not going to fight you. Like, yeah, if you make her happy, then you should do it's it. Fine. And Picard is doing a little bit of this as well. Yeah. Here. No, yeah. you 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 would be hard pressed to find a like a comparable depiction of like powerful masculinity no. than Picard in the nineties. Yeah. No. No, doesn't exist. No. Like he's he's an absolute boss, but he does it without being stereotypically stupidly and aggressive and dumb and yeah. whatever. He's like he's just yeah he's just the man. Yeah, and we just need more of that. <laughs> No, it's true. It's everyone true. should be like Riker. Everyone should, should be, be like Picard. Like yeah. And also Chakotay. Yeah, everyone should be like Chakotay. Chakotay is the best. Um, all right. All right. So, so lunch, but our last, our poor man Picard gets electrocuted, electrocuted. which is starts to bring Beverly out of it. She's like, she, she can't just leave him. No, to she die. can't just she can't just let him zap Picard. That's that's yeah. bringing it a bit too far. Yeah. And, and then he threatens another one of her crewmates, and yeah. that's basically what pushes well, her to that's, the edge. That's when the, the episode goes a bit full-on bonkers. She runs to the graveyard, yeah. and her grandma's co- Ooh, corpse yeah, her grandma's co- rises yeah. from the dead and obliterates Jordy uh, and Data. And it's like, what? And then she has a whole meltdown, like, you're not my grandmother! And it's like... Wow, okay, like, the, yeah. you you guys went there, like, why yeah. not? Full-on undead grandma. But her grandma's corpse is being possessed by well, this. Well, because her grandma's corpse had been fully infused with him, so he was able to sort of take it on. Yeah. But she declares her, well, long story short, she says, fuck you, you're not my grandma. He comes out, he tries to convince her, and she blows him away. She blows him away because he threatens Jordy. Because he Jordy. threatens Jordy. He threatens Jordy and Data. He th- or he threatens, threatens Jordy. He can't Jordy. threaten Data, but he threatens Jordy. And, and so she fakes him out and then destroys the lamp. Yep. And there and then destroys him because he does a creepy thing at the end where she was like, "There's no one left for you, you to take to over." Have it. And he's, he's like, like "Yeah, that's there not is. true. There's still you." And yep. so he threatens her, which is again this a creepy aggressive side of him. Well, because he's a parasite. Yeah. He, he is a parasite. He uses Which, them because he needs them to live. And I think maybe this is what they... May, it might be an unintended consequence of what they did in this episode, but he is the version of toxic masculinity. Yes. So it, it's the foil to, to Picard. Yeah, he's very handsome. He's very suave. But, but he he's is super possessive. And aggressive and does not respect boundaries and is... Uh, there's so many problematic things about him. Yeah. And he bangs grandmothers and mothers and daughters. He bangs grandmothers and mothers and daughters. He does the whole... He does the triple threat. Yeah. He's just out of control. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I this was 
actually a very enjoyable episode. Mm. I was I was pleasantly surprised by it. I went in thinking it was going to be campy and ridiculous, and it was kind of thought provoking. Yeah. And we get back at the end. We get back to this point of that they kind of leave it open of of this chemical addiction interpretation of love and whether that's love and whether it's okay if that's love and whether if someone makes you happy it doesn't matter yeah um yeah yeah it's very open-ended it was just kind of problematic as well like i just i don't know if they i I don't know if they knew how to close it out i don't think they did yeah and and there's a certain level of ageism as well because they're like this hundred year old had a 34 year old lover and he made her really happy and like so that's okay Cause like that. Cause that's, she's a hundred. Cause she's a hundred. De- the poor deer needs something. Yeah. Um, which yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of questions it raised. They didn't really answer. <laughs> it's probably better if we don't know the answer that's to some true. of those that's questions. True. But I think we could all agree that Picard is great. Yep. That her hair is phenomenal. Fantastic. Um, and that you shouldn't go to Troy <laughs> for advice because she'll just say, read she'll more just, of your grandma's. She'll just say, bang even more. Troy is all Troy about Troy will that. say, read more of your grandmother's diary and use it as yeah. porn. Have even more sex dreams because I'm yeah. not having enough as it is. Yeah. And poor Troy. Well, folks, I do believe this this reaches the final climax of the season. We're coming to our end We're together. coming to the ultimate. We're coming to the last one. Yeah. The last one of the season. That's it. But come back. We'll come back with you. We can come together next yeah. next season. It's been a, yeah, we, it's can, been a lovely, we can all come together. It's been a lovely ride. Thanks for coming it's, with us. It's been a trip. It's It has been a trip. Um, I wanted to say it. It has been a voyage. <laughs> <laughs> like reference Voyager, but then it didn't. It sounded really corny. That's all right. <laughs> so as we do at the end of every episode, what is the moral Mr. Connor speaks? I mean, I feel there's a couple of morals here. One is don't trust your 100-year-old grandma's 34-year-old lover. Don't trust any... All right. Maybe I'm stepping on people's toes. Don't trust any 30-year-old who's banging a 100-year-old. Their motives may not be pure. That's all I'm saying. Just, you know, look into it a bit. Ask some questions. There are some questions that need to be answered. Yeah, be skeptical. Don't dismiss it 100%, but be skeptical. Because you know what? For the people that we love and the people that we care about, it is okay for us to be skeptical. That's right. Skeptical. Skeptical. Yeah. Skeptical and still be supportive. Exactly. Well, my moral is never bang your grandmother's lover. I mean, yeah, in a very similar vein. Just don't do that. Yeah. I just think that no matter what age they are, no matter what age you are, just don't go there. Just don't do that. Yeah. I would also say that applies to your mother or your daughter or your granddaughter. Let's just say if they've banged- The entire generational line. If they've banged one of the ladies in your family, let's just say no. Just don't do that. There are lots of fish in the sea. Yeah. There's seven. You don't need to bang that one. There's seven and a half billion of us on this earth. You don't need to bang the one that banged no. your mom or daughter. No. Yeah, it's not necessary. So that's my moral. That's a good moral. Yeah. Do you have another one that you came up with? Yeah. If you're gonna move from Scotland, don't move to Space Scotland. <laughs> you know, vary Scotland. vary your life experience somewhat. You know, Fair enough. try and mix it up a bit. Fair enough. Um. And and on that note, I don't know if there's a moral for the whole season. I think the moral of the whole season is um, Star Trek has lots to teach us about banging and love, banging and love, respecting and people, respecting and people, and masculinity. 
and masculinity. I think that's the, I think that's the discovered thing that we didn't previously think about. And also, like let's let's just be also uh, aware of the fact that not every instance of Star Trek is great. Like Kirk no. is not always great. No. The older you go back, the more influenced it is on the time that it was created. There are some deeply problematic things about the way that they talk about anyone that is not heterosexual or cis or like there's some there's some issues there it gets better as the seasons go on it gets better in some series we will need to do in season two the episode in which where Riker falls in love with an agendered mm, alien there are so many episodes left for us folks yeah there's a lot more to to listen to we will come to them so come back come back come back with us but if you want to listen to us for season two, I would strongly ask you to rate us for season one. Yes. Rate us. Please rate us. Rate us like you would rate Picard. Sure. I was trying to think of something better, but I, I've been trying to think. And I was yeah. like, rate us like a planet. But there's no planetary rate, rating system. Rate a, sure there is. Class G planets, class Ooh, M yeah. planets, class B planets. Rate us like a class M planet. Doesn't need any terraforming because yeah. those fuckers always break down. We're just like, yeah, straight up. Fully supports life. Everything's ready to go. Rate us like a class M planet. Yeah. Rate us like you wanna wanna come live. Like on you wanna us. come beam on down right away. <laughs> like you wanna s- be on us. Yeah, exactly. You wanna be all over us. You know crust. what, listeners? We wanna be on you. We wanna be on you. We don't <laughs> just want you to fool around in our upper atmosphere. We want you to come down. Come down. Explore the crust. Roll around on us. Explore the mantle. Rub us out. <laughs> just really get into the whole geology of the subject. All right, and on that note, we will call it a night. We will bid you adieu. Bid you adieu. Thank you again. Thank you very we much. We love you all. Yep. We will see you for season two. We will see you for season two. We won't actually see you because we can't see you through the recording, but we, we will. We will. We'll we will he- feel you. We'll feel you. We'll feel you for season two. We'll feel you. <laughs> Adios. Bye bye. Check us out on social media. Grab us by the Twitter handle. At Boldly Boinking. This has been a Two Finger Guns Club production. Pew pew!